Welcome to Echoes of Holiness podcast. Right, we're God's people, and to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. The Bible said, the Father seeketh such to worship Him. They that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Back in Broxton again for camp meeting 1994. Never have we lived in such a desperate dark hour. But never have we lived so close to the coming of the Lord when our redemption will take place. The Bible said when you see all these things begin to come to pass. Lift up your heads. Look up. For your redemption draweth nigh. Soon and very soon, the songwriter said, and the Bible will back it up. Soon and very soon, we're going to see the King. I want to be ready, don't you? Have my name in the book of life. Know that all my sins are washed away and under the blood. Well, we're just glad to be with you. We pray that we can be a blessing. If you're here tonight and you need something from the Lord, and who among us does not need something from the Lord? If you're here tonight and you need something from the Lord, you're going to find here a group of people that's willing to pray with you, willing to help you. This is your first time to the Broxton meeting, and I know it is for some. Uh, Just open your heart. Let God help you. Uh, It's hard for me to keep from looking around tonight to see who all's here, so I know it's kind of hard for you too on this first night. But do thyself no harm. For we are all here. Hallelujah. So let's just let our hearts relax and let our souls reach out for something from the Lord. I appreciate the people here at Broxton. I've been coming here, I guess, since, what, 79 or 80? 80. And uh, that's been about 14 years ago or so. And my life has been enriched because I've met uh, you folks. And I hope that I've been a blessing. I've preached in many of the churches here many, many times. And still coming here. Praise the Lord. Now, one thing I never have got used to is grits. (laughs) Uh, I eat them every once in a while, but uh, I just can't quite get used to them grits for breakfast. Uh, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I... Stopped one time in a restaurant on the way down here. Uh, Nice black lady waiting on me, the waitress there. And uh, she asked me if I, uh, what I wanted. I gave her my order. And and I said, could you give me some uh, fried potatoes or hash brown potatoes instead of these grits? And she said, you mean you don't like those grits? I said, no. Uh, She said, well, they come with it. I said, all right, bring them on. And they had quite a big pile of grits on that plate. I don't know whether trying to hide the fact that they cut the ham a little short or not. But anyhow, I had a big pile of grits and I left quite a few of them. And she come to pick up my plate and she said, you didn't eat very many of your grits. And I said, well, I'm not used to eating grits out there in Oklahoma where I'm from. And uh, you know what she told me? said, you, in order to like these grits, you got to have a mouth from the south. Well, hallelujah. I don't have that, but anyhow, uh, we're glad to be here in the house of the Lord. Let's open our Bibles and get right into the preaching of the Word of God. And uh, we pray that we can see souls saved, sanctified, filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, sick bodies healed. One young man told me just week before last in Savannah, that God healed his mind. Probably that's one of the greatest needs among us all. He said he had a problem of forgetting some things that had taken place. And he said that God healed his mind. And he erased those things from his mind. So, Brother Sly, if we'll just open our hearts, God can do it. Uh, let us turn, if you will, into the book of Revelation chapter 3. And we're going to read a couple verses there, and then we're going to read from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 16. Revelations, chapter 3. Revelations, chapter 3, verse 11, Jesus says, 
Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that hath the ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. In the 16th chapter of the book of 1 Samuel, if you'll turn with us there, 1 Samuel chapter 16. I'm going to read rather lengthy tonight, so bear with me. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 1. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. Uh, let's go to verse 6. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Then Jesse made Shammah to pass by. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Again Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord hath not chosen these. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. Behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, and with all of a beautiful countenance, and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil, and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Chapter 17, verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle, and were gathered together at Shocho, which belonged to Judah, and pitched before Shoko in Azekiah in Ephesdamon. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah, and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side. And there was a valley between them, and there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. Goes ahead and tells about his armor. Verse 8, And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel, and said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine, and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you, and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy to the needs of the people here. And give us victory in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. I want to preach to you tonight, if the Lord will help me, on barriers to blessings and obstacles to crowns. Barriers to blessings, obstacles to crowns. According to Mr. Webster's dictionary, a barrier is an obstruction or anything that hinders or blocks progress. According to Mr. Webster's book, an obstacle is anything that stands in the way or hinders progress or hinders us.
The Bible said in the book of Ephesians, verse, uh, chapter 6 and verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, obstacles and barriers are only opportunities to blessings if you'll receive it. For everybody faces barriers. But barriers must be broken. Obstacles must be overcome. For the Bible said, Hold fast that which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. In 1947, many pilots flew many missions trying to break through what is known now as the sound barrier. And they said at certain speeds, they came into an invisible force. It was not, they were not able to see it. They could only feel it with their aircraft. But at this certain speed, they said their aircraft began to tremble and shake as if it was going to come, uh, come totally uh, in pieces, that it, as if it was going to disintegrate. And they said this invisible barrier had such a power to it that they'd lose control of their aircraft. They wrote in their diaries that when they came against this invisible barrier, uh, the vehicle began to shake so much that fear would grip the pilot's heart and he'd back down on his speed and come back to the ground. The plane would shake and tremble and they'd almost lose control. But on October 1947, a man by the name of Chuck Yeager crawled into an X-1 rocket plane, said to his comrades on the ground, he said, I'm going through today or I'm coming apart. I'm going through today, but I, or I'm coming apart. He wrote in his diary that when he reached a certain speed, his aircraft began to shake and tremble. It seemed as if he would lose control. And when he moved the stick, it seemed to have very little effect upon the plane. Chuck Yeager started to back down. Then he remembered what he told his friends. I'm going through or I'm coming apart. So he pulled the throttle wide open. And he said after a while he reached such a speed that this invisible force that was pushing against him seemed to reverse. And it turned around and it seemed as if it was pulling him. And all of a sudden there was a boom. And the first sonic boom that the world has ever heard was made that day by Chuck Yeager. He wrote in his diary once he broke through the sound barrier, he soared to new heights he had never been before. He soared to had the best flight he'd ever had. Once he broke through the sound barrier, he said it was the smoothest, best ride he had ever been in in any aircraft. Well, listen to what I'm telling you. Every time you want to move a little higher or a little faster in God, every time you want to get a little deeper, become a little more dedicated, there is an invisible force that shows up physically. Amen. That tries to keep you from reaching that new height in God. But hear what the preacher man's telling you tonight. Go against the barrier. Go against the opposition. Make up your mind you're going to go through or you're going to come apart. Amen. Press against the spirits of darkness. Press against the obstacles that are in your way. Once you break through, you'll find that you can soar to new heights that you've never been to before. Go against the opposition. You see, everything has a barrier. There is obstacles to everything. Now, I know very little about sports for the simple reason I never did go back to another ball game after I got saved. I guess the reason for that was I really did get saved. Come on now and help me. So I don't care who's, the, who's winning, blue socks, red socks. 
I don't care who's number one basketball team. For you see, 100 years from now, it'll not matter who was number one football team or number one basketball team, but it will matter tonight if you have a spiritual need in your life, whether you break through the barrier or not, it will matter. But I haven't been back to a football game or any type of sports games since that night that I was saved. But listen to me, I do know that in football there is a barrier. Once you get in about 10 yards of your opponent's goal post, about ready to make a touchdown, out comes about a ton of flesh that says you may get through, but you're going to pay a dear price if you do get through this line. There is a barrier there. It does not mean it's impossible to make a goal. Oh, you don't walk up and say, well, I'm here to represent my school, and I'd sure like to see a another six points on that on that scoreboard no 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 amen you may get through but you're going to pay a price if you get through and hear what i'm telling you there is spiritual barriers amen the devil's not going to lay down and let us have a Holy Ghost camp meeting here at Broxton. There's going to be obstacles and barriers that we'll have to overcome. But here's what I'm going to do. I hope you'll join me. I'm going to go against the barrier. I'm going to go through or I'm going to come apart. I'm going to go through or I'm going to... Oh yes! Every time I get up to preach, every time I try to do something for God, there is that invisible barrier there. But I'm going to break through. Or I'm coming apart. Because on the other side of this barrier, there is blessing. On the other side of this barrier, there is strength. On the other side of this barrier, there is help from Almighty God. Why don't we wake up? If everything else has a barrier, certainly the church has a barrier. But I'm ready to deal with that barrier. Aren't you? I'm ready to deal with that obstacle. A sinner coming to Jesus. We say, oh, I don't know why they don't just get up and come on down to this altar. If you could see that invisible barrier. If you could see all the obstacles that the devil puts between them and this altar. You'd see why they're not down here every time we call. Oh yes, the devil rolls all kinds of barriers and obstacles out in front of them. But oh, thank God over 30 years ago, I heard the call and I broke on through the barrier. And I found that fountain that's filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And there Jesus washed my sins away. Go against the barrier you can break through you seeking sanctification you seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost you think the devil's just going to sit down and let you go through say boy they sure got close I don't know why they didn't go through I'll tell you why when they come up against that one more barrier they wasn't willing to go through or come apart Oh, hallelujah. They wasn't willing to go through or come apart. We need that spirit Chuck Yeager had when he told his friends when he got ready to leave the ground and crawl into that X-1 rocket and said, boys, I'm going through today or I'm coming apart. If you're here tonight and you need to be saved, you need to be sanctified, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to be healed, you need to be renewed in the power of the Holy Ghost, make up your mind that you're going to go through the barrier you can do it but you got to press against it Woo. well I'm feeling like preaching brother Johnson so y'all might well just help me fasten your seatbelt because I'm going to try to break through the barrier hallelujah oh and once I get through the barrier woo. oh hallelujah if I can break through here I'll be alright now Saul was rejected in our text tonight from being king over Israel. The reason he was rejected is he would not follow 
the directions. He became disobedient to God. So God rejected Saul from being king over Israel. And he said to Samuel, fill your horn with oil. Go down to the house of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, and anoint me a king over Israel. The Bible said that there in Jesse's house, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. Here comes Eliab. He's the one that stood head and shoulders above everybody else. So Samuel said, surely that's him. I don't know why Samuel wanted to anoint him. They just had trouble with another fellow by the name of Saul that stood head and shoulders above everybody else. Isn't it a shame if some, we lose somebody, we want to get somebody just like them. And we have trouble, somebody won't try to find somebody just like them. But God said, that's not him. Then Abinadab passed by. And God said, that's not him. And seven sons passed. And finally Samuel said to Jesse, have you any more sons besides these? Oh yes, we've got one. He's out there. I heard in the sheep out there in, the, out there in that desert place, out there in the wilderness. And Samuel said, go fetch him. For we're not going to sit down until he gets here. Ought to preach some time on standing up and waiting for the coming king. Hallelujah. Said, we're not going to sit down till he gets here. When David came in, he was young and ruddy to look upon. And the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord spoke to Samuel and says, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. And Samuel took that horn of oil. According to most Bible scholars, it was between five and six quarts. About enough for a good oil change. Amen. And took that oil and poured it on David's head. And the Bible said, from that day forward, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David. Do you agree he was anointed king of Israel? Do you agree that he had appointed to him that very day a throne and a crown? He sure did. But he did not get the crown that day. Between him and his crown, there was many, many bears. And one day when he went out to the battlefield where his brothers were fighting the battle, one day when he went out where his brothers were engaged in conflict with the Philistines, he ran into a fellow by the name of Goliath. Oh yes, and Goliath said, What all barriers say, you either slay me or you serve me. You either slay me or you serve me. What you do not slay, you'll serve. Amen. What you do not overcome and conquer, it will conquer you. Hear me. Hear what I'm telling you. Slay me or serve me. You'll either kill those barriers and those obstacles or you will serve them. Amen. Goliath struts his stuff in the valley of Eli and says, Send me a man. Send me a man. Send me a man. Send me a man. None of Saul's army was willing to go and fight against Goliath. But David recognized him as just another barrier. And he says, I'm not going to let this thing, even though it's big, I'm not going to let this obstacle rob me of my crown. I've been anointed to wear a crown, and I'm going to go through hear what I'm telling you some of you young people and older people listen to me amen you have evil desires some have sensual desires amen some have desires to be worldly amen even some have homosexual tendencies you will either slay that spirit or you will serve that spirit you will either win victory over the world or the world will conquer you you gotta go against the barriers Woo! My Lord, my Lord. Hallelujah. I have a cousin by the name of Corby. Corby Rich. Corby was a great preacher. He could out-preach me or my brother. Great preacher. Went into a little oil field town. 
started a church in a storefront building. Wasn't long a storefront wouldn't hold them. Built a new church. And just about three years run the membership up to 200. He was a preacher. Left there and came to Oklahoma City. Pioneered another church. In a few short years he had the membership run up to 400. I mean he was a preacher. But he told my brother one day. He said, I really got a problem. I want you to pray for me. Say, I have a desire, evil desire for women. And my brother said, you'll either conquer that or it'll conquer you. You'll either get the victory over it or it'll get the victory over you. Listen to what he did. Amen. He come up against that barrier. But instead of breaking through and overcoming that obstacle, I'm sorry to say he yielded to that spirit, took off with a girl younger than his own daughter, lost his anointing, lost the spirit of God out of his life. Oh, he's still trying to preach, but he'll never do any good. You know what happened? Amen. He failed to overcome. He failed to slay the obstacle that was in his way. Well, hear me tonight. Somewhere in the heavenly world, God has ordained that Don Rich wears a crown. And I'm going to go through or I'm coming apart. I'm going to stay on my knees and fight the obstacles until I receive my appointed crown. Just let the bear beat you. You lose the crown. That's right. Help me while I preach now. Let the bear beat you and you won't wear the crown. Hallelujah. Just because you've got the Holy Ghost does not mean Satan's going to lie down by the sidelines and let you give you a free ride. Woo. Mm-mm. You have all kinds of barriers. When David got out to the battlefield, one of the first barriers he ran up against was his brother, Eliab. His own family said to him, Who did you lose? leave those few sheep with down there in the wilderness? I know why you're out here. It's because of the naughtiness of your heart. You're out here, you're wanting to see the battle. Let me tell you something. Sometimes your family can be your greatest barrier. You might as well help me. But you've got to make up your mind. If mama don't go, you'll still go on. If daddy don't go, you're still going to go anyway. If sister, brother don't go, you're going to go. Amen. You're going to go on through the barriers even if they don't go. Amen. Say, be as kind as you can to your family. But you just go ahead and tell them, I've been anointed to wear a crown. Amen. And I love you, but I cannot afford to let you, amen, rob me of my crown. I'm going to go through or I'm coming apart. Stay with me just a little bit longer. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Listen to me. The next thing that happened is Saul walked up. And leadership. Woo! Leadership came up and said, You can't whip him. You're just a youth. And he's a man of war from his youth. You can't do it. But David recognizes him. That big old Goliath is just another obstacle. I've done whipped a bear and a lion and this is just another obstacle that's in my way I will go and then he ran into Goliath himself who said I'm going to take you and feed your flesh to the birds of the air and the beast of the field but oh I like David's attitude he said you're coming to me with a sword and with a spear and with your shield but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord God of Israel whom thou hast defied and he overcome that barrier and there was a day when David amen received his crown and received his throne well ladies and gentlemen when I got saved the Lord appointed me a crown I don't have it yet amen I'm still working for it I haven't been seated on a throne yet but he told me to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne 
even as I have overcome and am set down with my Father in His throne. This tells me if I can break through every barrier, I can make heaven my home. All the devil can do is play with my weaknesses. He can't take my crown. You may disagree with me, Bible scholars, but I'm going to tell you something. The devil can keep you from your crown before you're saved. But after you're saved, if you lose your crown, it'll be because some man takes thy crown from thee. Hold fast that which thou hast, that no man take thy crown from you. Another big barrier that's in the way is this old flesh. I'm telling you, I have more trouble with this fellow right here than I do with just about anybody. Amen. The weaknesses of the flesh. But it's just another barrier. That's all. You say, well, I don't have no problem. All right. I'll tell you, I am. I can have a silent stomach for three weeks. And I can get up in the morning and say, all right, Mr. Stomach, we're doing without today. We're not going to eat or drink. And behold, it speaketh. And I begin to hear all kinds of munchy crunches. All kinds of voices. And oh, just a little bit of, uh, a little piece of toast. A little bit of cinnamon won't hurt nothing. Amen. A little bit of sugar on it. A little bit of extra. A little tiny bowl of syrup won't hurt a thing. Amen. You hear all kinds of munchy crunches. Drive by, quick stop. Just one little cold drink. A little candy bar. It won't bother you fast. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just get up in the morning and say, All right, stomach, we're doing without uh, tomorrow, the next day, or the next. Uh, and see if it don't go to talking to you. Oh, yes, you'll have trouble with the flesh. But what you have to do is learn the secret to overcoming the flesh. The Bible said in Romans 8 and 12, if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if we through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, we shall live. Are you ready to break through the barrier? You see, sin shall not have dominion over you. If you're not careful, even your flesh will hold you hostage. You've got to break through the barrier. Come on out of there. Break through it. Oh, yes. You see, my flesh sometimes don't want to pray. It don't want to get into intense study. Amen. It don't want to take time out for God. It don't want to give my money away to the cause of the gospel. But I'll tell you what you have to do. You've got to go against the barrier. Got to overcome the obstacle. Amen. You've been appointed to wear a crown. Don't let anything take your crown. Help us to overcome. Hear me now. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God. And he shall be my son. I've already quoted the scripture Jesus said to him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne even as I also have overcome and am set down with my father in his throne. If the oneness are right one of them thrones ain't going to have nobody sitting on it. Just throw that in while I'm right there. Move on quickly. Beware lest it didn't boomerang back on me, did it? If it did, I'll just put it out there again. I said, if the oneness are right, then one of those thrones is going to be empty and nobody's sitting on it. But I believe in God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. The third person of the triune Godhead. In 2 Samuel 23 and 13, David was in the cave of Adullam. And David longed there in that cave and said, Oh, that one would give me a drink of that water from that well by the gate over there in Bethlehem. The reason David wanted that water, he had drank from that well before. Some of you came here tonight and you're thirsty. And you have not been satisfied with what the world had to offer. You've already got a drink out of this well. But tonight you're in a backslidden condition. Well, some of David's men, three of his mighty men, heard his request. And the Bible said three mighty men break 
through the host. You know what they did? They got water out of that well. Do you think it was easy? There was an entire host of Philistines that set up a barrier between them and the gate of Bethlehem. But three mighty men with one thought in mind. Amen. They hazard their lives, brother. Amen. That's why David poured it out, said it's the price of blood. Amen. Because they hazard their lives. Amen. To break through the barrier. Are you going to break through tonight? How many need something from God? You better break through. Paul the Apostle broke through every barrier. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he enumerated his many, many barriers. As I study them, I understand that I have not come up against very much. For he said five times, I received 40 stripes save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, that's three times. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I was a night and a day in the deep. And he goes on and tells a multiplicity of pearls that he was in. Well, how about it, Paul? Well, he says, but none of these things move me. Neither can I my life dear unto myself. That I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I received of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in 2 Timothy 4 and 6, Paul stands on the other side facing his last barrier. Getting ready to face Nero's chopping block. He said, henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he looked at that last barrier and says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the righteous judge shall give me that day and not to me only but to all of them that love his appearing that ought to be you and I tonight amen I've got a crown and I'm going to go through or I'm coming apart hallelujah these barriers come in strange forms sometimes sometimes pride becomes a barrier sometimes jealousy Becomes a barrier. Sometimes preachers can't always stand it. If some preacher preaches better than they do. Or seem to be received better than they are received. Sometimes singers can't always stand it. If some other singer sings a song and it sounds better. But I like what Brother Paget said tonight. We're not in a singing contest. We're not in a preaching contest. All we're trying to do here is break through the barrier so we can wear the crown. Hallelujah. Listen to me. I was preaching revival several years ago in Tehachapi, California. And a strange thing happened there. I was a young preacher. Never seen anything like this before. And never seen anything like it since. The people, most of the people were common people. But that night we had a lady that was mighty well dressed. She had on a mink stole wrapped around her shoulders. Oh, yes she did. She was a woman of position. And a woman of finance. She was in that little holiness church that night. And I was preaching one of them old-fashioned stemwinder sermons. It reaches down into your soul. She had on her earrings and her makeup. But something about the gospel got a hold of her heart. And when I gave the altar call, here she came. Coming down that aisle, you know, walking like she's afraid she's going to take too big a step. You've seen them like that, you know. Amen. I didn't know what she was up against. She knelt in that altar and prayed. And finally that makeup she had on started to look good. Because hot tears started cutting paths through it. Oh, when those tears start cutting tracks through it, it's looking good. Then, boy, it's getting quiet here. Y'all might well help me. You know I'm a holiness preacher. I'm going to preach holiness to you while I'm here. Hallelujah. Those tears started cutting tracks through her face, through that makeup. And she 
cried and prayed for a while, and pretty soon she stopped praying. And she did something I've never seen anyone else do. She took her purse, set it up on the altar, got out her mirror and compact, and fixed her makeup back up before she faced the congregation. I know what to do. So I didn't do nothing. The pastor asked her, said, how do you feel? She said, I feel better, but I didn't get what I came after. So I thought that'd probably be the last night. You know, I wouldn't see her no more. And the next night, she was right back in that service. Looked just like she did the night before. Maybe a little fancier clothes. I don't remember for sure, but she was dressed. When I gave the altar call, she was one of the first ones in the altar. Still walking. Those little steps. Came up there, prayed, cried. After her prayer, set her purse and her mirror and come back on the altar and put her makeup back on. Got up and faced the congregation and went back to her seat. Preacher asked her, she started out the door. The pastor said, how do you feel? She said, well, I feel better, but I didn't get what I came after, but I'm coming back tomorrow night. Third night she came back. Went through the same ritual. Well, when we got home that night, I told the pastor, I said, you know, I think it's about time we had some preaching about Jezebel around here. Never forget what that old pastor told me. You know, some of those preachers are smarter when they get white hair than those preachers that just got black hair. And he said, now, son, you leave her alone. Said she's sincere. Said she's praying. Said she's crying and praying. Said if she's just up there wasting time, I'd say nail her hide to the wall. But said since she is praying and seeking God, said you leave her alone. Now it's the pastor talking. And we're to be under subjection to the pastor. That's right. If, let me tell you something, evangelist. You go visit a pastor. Amen. You'll never go any higher than that pastor. You may preach higher, but you'll never take the congregation any higher than the standard that pastor sets there. Remember that. And so I wanted to get on Jezebel, but he said no. Fourth night she went through the same thing. Fifth night the same thing. And the sixth night, by this time, I was about ready to break pastor's rules. But I'm telling you, it was really getting next to me, her putting that all, uh, purse on the altar and that mirror and putting that makeup on. I said, I talked to the pastor again. I said, now I think she's desecrating the house of God. He said, let's leave her alone just a little bit longer. He said, she's, she's really praying. And she was. Seventh night, I preached, gave the altar call. And I noticed something different about her when she came. To them little tiny steps, buddy, she would come on down to that altar. She fell in that altar. Begin to pray and seek God. Once again, those hot tears begin to flow out of uh, down her cheeks before she'd try to catch them. Not let no one see her shedding a tear. On this night, she just let them fall. After a while, she began to wipe her face. Amen. After a while, she began to wipe her face with her arms. And I could tell that her countenance was changing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. She began to pray and weep and cry. Slung snot from here to Milwaukee. But when she got up, amen, she said, I've got what I've been looking for for seven nights. You know what had happened? She was up against the barrier of pride, but she broke through the barrier and God saved her soul. I'm glad I listened to that old preacher. I got another soul in my account. Hear what I'm telling you. If you're up against a barrier, we're going to pray with you. We're going to ask God to help you overcome that barrier. Barrier. Go against the obstacle. You can do it. Y'all helping me way back there? Go against the barriers. Go against the obstacles. You can break through. Let me go on just a little bit farther and I'm going to close. But every time I go to preach, every time I try to get a new sermon, I run into barriers. They would say, well, you preached pretty good in the past, but now this in here is just not going to fly. You're going to flop completely out. This camp meeting's not going to go. Well, what are you going to do about it, Don? 
I'll tell you what Don Rich is going to do about it. I've learned to just keep going against the barrier. Keep pressing. Amen. Keep pushing. After a while, you can go through. I'm just like old Jack in the box them children used to play with. You know, about every time I try to get up, the devil puts me down. And I try to get back up, he pushes me back down. I just keep on cranking. After a while, I get all the way out of that box. Amen. Go against the barriers. Go against the spirits of darkness. Fight against the obstacles. We can have revival in 1994 if we'll go against the barrier and ask the Holy Ghost to come in. We can have camp meeting here that'll put the devil on the run. old buddy here. Now when I went to school, I went to a, a grade school that had one teacher, eight classes, and 28 of us students all in the same room. What a school. But we had principal there. And before we ever started the class, our teacher would have us to pray. We'd sing maybe a few songs like, uh, Row, Row, Row Your Boat. A few songs like that, but we'd always sing a hymn. Every day before we started the class, pray and sing a hymn. Thank God for that kind of school. Didn't have much of curriculum, but we had... Oh yeah, I can pronounce hard words like cat and dog and a few of those things like that. But let me tell you something. Even they taught me to respect. They taught me there was a God in heaven. They taught me to respect my country and my flag and the banner of our country. They sure did. But I never was good at any kind of sports. And uh, so nobody would want me when we choose up sides to play out there at recess to play ball. Nobody wanted me on my side. I never could on their side. I never could get coordinated. I never could hit that ball when that thing come. It looked like it's way over here or way over there, and I miss it. And I strike out every time. There's a girl in that school was just as poor a player as I was. Anna May Gray. You know, I still remember her name. Birds of the feather flock together. We were pretty good pals because neither ones could hit that ball. And so they'd choose up sides and teachers say, Now, everybody has to play. We've got to use everybody in the game. And nobody want me or anime on their team. But So they'd choose up and finally get down to two. And it'd be me and this girl. Finally, somebody say, Come with me. And I'd say, Come over with us. And they knew I was going to strike out. I wasn't any good at that. But that little school had something else there that I like to play on. It was a country school, but they had the biggest set of monkey bars I've ever seen. Monkey bars is those bars up here that you hand walk. For some of you older ones that might not have been in contact with those. And that's what I was good at. That was before I put on all this extra baggage here. I mean, I could hand walk them monkey bars. Mark, they had a, a monkey bar shaped in a U shape. Went down, over, and back. And when I first started, I couldn't make it all the way around. But by the time I was in the third grade, I'm telling you, I could hand walk them monkey bars. I mean, I could move around them fast. So one day our teacher told us, she said, we're going to have our own little track meet here. And see who's the best at different things. Running and racing. Different yard dashes. and Baseball. And softball. And said so we're even going to have a contest on the monkey bars. So Don Rich got in on that one, Brother Denville. Said, sign me up for them monkey bars. Well, Wes. There was some more boys out there wanting to win that little homemade ribbon. That the teacher made. And she said, now I've got a whistle. When I blow this whistle, you start around those monkey bars. When you fall off, 
When you come out to the end, drop off. When you make it all the way around, drop off. And I'll check you on my stopwatch. All right? They sent a fellow around. He did pretty good. Sent another guy around. He did pretty good. Put the third fellow on there, and I was next in line. And here this fellow goes around these monkey bars. He gets all the way around, and the teacher thought he'd dropped off. And she blew the whistle and told me to start. So here I go. Boom, 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 boom. I mean, I was moving around those monkey bars. I was swinging. I'm telling you, I was going. And this other fella, instead of dropping off into the sawdust like he's supposed to, he got confused, turned around, and started back the other way. When I got about halfway around those monkey bars, I saw him a coming. I said, he's going to cause me to lose this race. And I can't afford to let him cause me to lose this race. So I just kept a going, swung out real big. When he got into reaching distance of my bare feet, no, we didn't know what Reebok was in or L.A. gear. Amen. We was all, nearly all barefooted. When he got in reaching distance of my bare feet, I swung up, took my toes on his shoulders. I put him down in the sawdust, and I went on around that thing, and I took home with me the blue ribbon, number one on the monkey bars. Well, let me tell you something. There's been a lot of folks that have got confused the last few years in this holiness race, and some have turned around and gone the wrong way but I can't afford to let you take my crown just because you got confused and you're going the wrong way I'm going to go through this I'm going to go through it I'm coming apart how about you tonight there's a lot of people that are going the wrong way tonight don't let them take your crown some of those old time preachers that brought us out of Egypt they've got confused and now they've circled and if we follow them they'll take us back down to Egypt I'm not going my brother I've got my eyes set on a city that have foundations whose builder and maker is God and I'm going through or I'm coming apart y'all might well loosen up but I'm about to break through glory to God I'm about to break on through here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Be sober. Peter said in 1 Peter 5 and 8, Be sober. Be vigilant. For your adversary the devil walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. Got to go against it, boys. Got to go against it. Be thou faithful unto death. And Jesus said, I will give thee a crown of life. In closing tonight, we all have some weaknesses. You'll either slay them or you'll serve them. Look at Judas. Had a weakness for money. Usually if we know someone has a weakness, we try to shield them from that a problem. Oh yes, but not Jesus. He knew Judas had a weakness for money. So he said, here, you carry the money bag. You either overcome it or it'll overcome you. You either win the victory over it or it'll win the victory over you. I know your weakness, Judas, so here's the money bag. Now you either overcome that desire, amen, for that filthy lucre. Or it'll whip you, it'll beat you, and it beat Judas out of his crown. We want to insulate and isolate if somebody has a weakness, insulate them, isolate them, keep them away from this, keep them away from that. Not Jesus. He said, ye are in the world, but ye are not of the world. Brother, there's no such a thing as insulate and isolate. Amen. We either have to go against the barrier and beat the barrier, or it beats us. One more thing. Two powerful words. You'll not find them in the dictionary. You'll find them right here in my Bible. Two powerful words. Only place I know where you'll find them wrote down. It's right here in my Bible. Thop and foth. Two powerful words. 
FOP, F-O-P. Fear of people. What a barrier. Fear of people. Are you going to overcome it? Or is it going to overcome you? So I'd go on down to that altar. I'd go through the Holy Ghost. But what would th folks think if they saw my hands in the air heard me speaking in tongues? You'll have to overcome it. You'll have to break on through. Don't let the fear of people stop you. And if you're going to be a holiness preacher and preach holiness, you sure have to beat thop, fear of people. Well, now, Brother Rich, if you preach like that, people won't give you no offering. Well, you keep your dimes, quarters, nickels, and pennies. But I'm going through the barrier. I'm going to have Jesus on my side. I want Him more than I want anything else. For you see, it's in Him we live and move and have our being. The other one, Thoth. I see I got your attention now. I think this hinders us more than about anything else. Thoth. The fear of failure. You try to do it, but you're afraid you'll fail. You try to... Oh yeah, you preachers have to overcome that one. Every one of us do. Fear of failure. Oh, every camp meeting I preach, the devil said, uh-uh. You're not going to do no good now. You're not going to do no good in this one. You've got to overcome the fear of failure. Got to say, well, I may not, devil... But I'm going to go against the barrier. And I'm going to resist you steadfast in the faith. And I'm telling you right now, devil, once I break through that barrier, you might as well take your marbles and go home. Because I'm going to have revival. Oh, hallelujah. How many need something from Jesus tonight? Are you willing to press against the barrier? Are you willing to go against the forces of evil? Can't you just feel... The invisible forces of the devil, they're here. They're here. Every night they're here. And there is no easy times. One young preacher asked me some time ago, said, I'm getting ready to quit my job and go full time. And I, I, I know you travel from coast to coast. Maybe you know where there's an easy place I could uh, get a church for my first, first year, my first term. An easy place. I said, son, if you're looking for an easy place, keep your job. Amen. Don't even think about getting out here. Because there are no easy places. Amen. Everywhere you go, you must press. You must fight. There, it used to be easier than it is now. It used to be when I first came here the first year I preached 14 years ago I couldn't keep you folks seated while I finished my sermon I'm telling you right but now there are barriers there are oppositions there are feelings oh there are problems amen there are divisions what you've got to do is get up and say devil I'm going through or I'm coming apart and press on through the barrier stand with me please Oh, hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Chuck Yeager wrote in his diary that when he reached a certain place, right before the first sonic boom, he said the forces that was pushing against his aircraft was shaking and trembling that aircraft as if it had come apart. But it seemed at a certain speed, all of a sudden, it was reversed. And there was a force pulling his aircraft right on through the barrier. I've run into that when I was seeking the Holy Ghost. Amen, just right up there, many nights right up there and run right up against that barrier. But one night, I got so far along, there seemed them invisible hands just reached out and took me and pulled me right on through to the blessing and the power of God. I want everyone to obey the Lord in this meeting. I want you to get past fear of people and fear of failure because you're not going to stand before none of us. No, no, no. You're not a committeeman, not a preacher, the chairman, nor the evangelist. You'll have to stand before God. Are you willing to buck and push and press against the barrier.
push, fight, press. How many needs to be sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost? I see your hands. Man, hands are going up. Now you can't just walk down here and say, Now devil, please pull back and just let me have an easy ride into the Holy Ghost. It don't work that way. We have to go against the barrier. Sister Beverly, we've got to press against it. It's always there. But we go against it. We can break through. How many needs to be saved tonight? You lift your hand and say, Brother Rich, I'm not a Christian. But I'd like to be saved tonight. Could I see your hand quickly? Jesus will save you. He'll save you. Remember the night I sat out in the audience. Lost and undone. The old-fashioned preacher was preaching. On the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. I felt conviction. I thought several times I'll get up and go to the altar. Only to find that the barrier was there. So I sat in my pew and finally... The preacher had us to stand and he gave the altar call. And the devil threw up a big barrier and said, Get out of here while you can. What's your buddies, what's your friends going to say? They find out you got religion. Yeah, there's barriers there. That preacher preached. And I started out into the aisle. And I made the best step I've ever made. I turned that foot toward the altar. And I kept going against that barrier. And kept walking against the barrier. Got down to the altar. Barrier was there. But the saints of God gathered around me. They helped me break through the barrier. They didn't just pray till I knew I was saved. They prayed with me till they knew I was saved. Uh -huh. They knew I was saved. When I broke through, you talk about a sonic boom. Hallelujah. Got up with victory in my soul. Joy in my heart. When my brother Bill broke through the barrier and was saved after he was a drunkard. A couple days later he was down on the tractor. He said he knew he was saved. And the new, had the assurance that the Lord had saved him. But he hadn't really felt the joy they heard folks talk about. But he knew he was saved. Two or three days later he was down on a tractor in a field. My mom looked down there and my brother had that tractor parked and he was running and jumping in that plowed ground. Mama went out to see what was wrong and you heard him hollering, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! You know what happened? Broke through the barrier. Got through that force that was there. I'd like to hear some of you leave here tonight saying, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I broke through. I went down to Broxton camp meeting with a heavy burden. And I got to push it against the bear. And I broke through. And I got the victory. All is open for those that need the Holy Ghost. Come on quickly now. Hurry down to this altar right now. Go against the barrier. Go against the forces of the enemy. Come on, make up your mind. Several are coming right now that need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. We'll go against the barrier. Go against the forces of the enemy. Press against them tonight. Hallelujah. Maybe you've got another need in your life. Maybe there's a personal problem. Maybe there's something the devil's been fighting you over. Don't you let the devil hold you hostage. Break through that barrier tonight. Break through that barrier. Oh, sweet Holy Ghost, come here tonight and help us break through that barrier. Now look at this great number that's gathered here to receive the Holy Ghost and others are still coming. How many would like to help them go through? Not many hands. I said, how many would like to help them go through? 
I promise you, if they break through the barrier and you're helping them break through, you'll get refilled again and fresh and anew. Everyone that will, come right on to this altar. Feel free to come up on the platform. I think it's all right, isn't it? Amen. Feel free to come up here if there's not room down there. Let's come in and pray. Seek God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Lord, I'm going through. I'm going through. I'm coming apart. I'm going through, Lord. I'm going through with you, Jesus. I'm going to go through tonight. Let Satan buffet me. Let him press against me. But I'm going to resist him steadfast in the faith. Hallelujah. How you doing, brother? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's go through. Let's make up our mind. We're not going to let anything stop us from receiving help from the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Hey, I'm going through. I'm coming apart. Hallelujah. Break on through that barrier. Come on, church. Let's pray. Let's seek God. Let's call on God. Let's get the Holy Ghost moving in this place. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Send revival. Send camp meeting. Find you and come on. Get the help I needed. Hallelujah. I'm going to go through tonight, Jesus. I'm going to go through tonight, Jesus. I'm going to go through tonight, Lord. Going through. Thank you to all who join us in making Echoes of Holiness Radio possible. The advertisements provide less than 20% of the cost of broadcasting. We appreciate all that have helped to make up the difference. To contact us about partnering with us in prayer for Echoes of Holiness or about contributions, you may do so at Echoes of Holiness Radio P.O. Box 161, Augusta Springs, Virginia 24411 or online at echoesofholiness.org. Thank you for joining us this year.